Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is the Non-Fungible Podcast, NFP with D. Klein. Now proudly sponsored by the Koi Network, where you can mint atomic NFTs on-chain and get paid when your creations attract real traffic. Now you can find this podcast and you can dive deeper into blockchain trends on Cointelegraph magazine. Just go to www.cointelegraph.com magazine. My guests today are Heather Parody and Rich Cardona from NFTs for Newbies. Rich and Heather from NFTs for Newbies. Thanks so much for joining me on NFP today. I'm so happy to have you here. We're happy to be here, man. Come on now. I'm so excited. So excited. (laughs) Now you, this is the great thing about having people who host a podcast on a podcast. Your equipment is amazing. You sound great. (laughs) Right? We can talk over each other without it doing that weird noise canceling thing that it does. Uh, Have you had guests where it's like a horrible noise? Uh, horrible oh, sound setup, dude. Well, that and Rich and I, you know, we both have almost the exact same energy. We're very hyper and like to interject. And we both think we're both going to say something funny, so we both are talking at the same time constantly. Yeah, so, yeah. I was yeah. listening to a few yeah. of your episodes, particularly the one about you, where you shared about yourselves, mm. and you mentioned that your spouses are kind of that thing that kind of evens <laughs> out a little bit, right? No, they're I, the it's the same thing for me because, like. <laughs> When I, I did this trip to Miami, which was amazing, by the way, um, not to rub it in, but <laughs> mm-hmm. went there and my wife is the same thing. I'm kind of, ah, and I'm like, also, but with that comes anxiety too. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this could go wrong and this could go wrong. This could go, I, I'm always anticipating all the things that could go wrong. Yes. That's what right. I do. You're our people, family, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we she's are family. Like, it's good. No worries. I got the passports, yeah. you know. We got this whole vaccine thing when we got to come back into Canada. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. shit, I hope we're... Because yeah. this whole Omicron thing messed that all up. There was like, it was a 72-hour time span, and they changed it to a 24-hour. But Don't even get me started on all that. We just we... had to cancel a Europe trip because of all this uh... mess. Like, bleh. <laughs> That's too bad. I feel for you. Yeah. No, we just squeezed it in in time. Good. Good. It was right on the edge because when we came back, they changed the rules, like, the next day. <laughs> Well, um, we, I'll tell you this going forward. There's no reason Heather and I shouldn't be at shit like that. Like no. we need to be at these things, man. Like, Where's the one. calendar? Where's the NFT conference? Hangout there should be. Calendar. Why isn't it on the blockchain? I think there is we one. We don't get invited. Why is it not on the blockchain? Someone <laughs> needs to invent a protocol that just has a calendar on it. Isn't that called a calendar? Seriously. But okay. Um, I think there's one in February in LA, an NFT Ooh. event. I'm pretty sure there is. Um, we might need to figure if we can schedule that when we're going to be in LA. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. February. Oops, I think I spelled February wrong. February. Yeah, Rich NFT LA conference scheming. February 22, Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. That's great. We could go visit Chris Doe. Mm-hmm. Now, you folks awesome. are where in the States? Whereabouts? Georgia. And he's about four hours from me, I think, in um, North Carolina. Yeah, we're in the, we're the least coast. The least coast is that what it's called? <laughs> I used to say that when I lived in California. Now I'm like, I, I love where I live, but yeah, like, come on, man. Left so coast let's, is straight. L- let's talk about 
how in the world did this all happen that you two kind of got this going? Because clearly, you know, you kind of are proudly noobs. Like you just kind of put that out there like, okay, we're new at this. We're just sharing what we've learned. But there's a that's refreshing because a lot of people are afraid to ask those questions, right? Yeah. And so you kind of give them a safe place. Yeah. So yeah. where did this come from, this, this uh, experience? I'm going to bring it way back, way, sure. way, way back. Um, I'm a, I'm a content creator. That's what I am. That's what I was born. I think to do is create now, content. Weren't you a mental world. health therapist beforehand? Yeah, I was. I've had a mm. lot of lives. Listen, but anyways, and you were a veteran, right? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, a couple of years ago, like I, I was doing a LinkedIn live show where I interviewed a hundred and 120 days in a row interviewed somebody from LinkedIn and posted it on there. And I just was dumb and decided that was going to be a great idea. It wasn't. <laughs> but the one good thing that came out of that is one of the random people that I met was rich. And I'm telling you this story for a reason, because it's one of my favorite memories. Um, I didn't know who this dude was. We just uh -huh. met on LinkedIn and we jump on Zoom like this to do this little 15 minute interview where I'm supposed to interview him. And he is just dripping in sweat. And he hates this story, but I love it because what he said, what he said <laughs> in it is eyes. he said, I knew I had like 20 minutes before this interview. And I was like, I could either waste time or I could go out for a run and get a couple of miles in and come back sweaty. <laughs> and I was like, this is my friend. Like, I love that mentality. And we stayed in touch with each other for a couple mm -hmm. of years. I mean, just BS well, and being friends. You know, it helps your alertness, right? Yeah. He was dripping sweat in the interview. It was hilarious. But um, <laughs> anyway, we just became friends and we, we met, when was it this past year, June, Rich? August. I'll let you pick it up from there. I'll let you. Yeah. Up. Yeah. So we met in August at a uh, podcast movement and I don't even remember what I know of. Uh, someone convinced me to go and we're like, this, you want to go to this conference? And I was like, okay. And uh, I knew Heather was going. So that was like comforting. And then uh, our friend Greg. So it's cool. Like I knew I wasn't going to be like alone alone. Cause I get weird about shit like that. So, uh, by the end of this thing, we were just talking about, uh, V friends. Cause like when V friends launched, mm -hmm. like Heather and I were texting back and forth and I'm like, dude, $3,000 <laughs> to fucking go to a conference, you know, like I've met him, blah, you know, I'm like in my head, I'm justifying all the reasons why it's an absolutely horrible idea. Mm -hmm. But then I got into it and, um, and we were just talking about it. Like despite owning an nft or nfts we absolutely had no Nothing idea about it. like we agreed like we were cool like that to share that with each other so we just said like let's just make a commitment to like do a podcast about it and it's like kind of like accountability and for as us we learned, to learn oh, yeah okay. for us period to learn. it's like having we'll a workout share partner. It. exactly because we're content creators like i said before so yeah. we knew if we committed to a show we're going to do it so we said let's do 24 episodes we'll commit to learning at least 24 new things well by the time we are at even episode five and ten we're like holy crap we're onto something i'm hold on <laughs> let me be very specific we once had like a 200 download day and I was like, holy shit. He said it on the podcast. He's like, there are 200 of you listening right now. Because, just because like as creators and podcasters, like, dude, it's, it's all, it's work, man. Like, and even my, my own one mm -hmm. was doing well. Hers was doing well, but like for something super fresh, I was like, I can't even believe that many people gave a shit. And then right. all of a sudden it just went kind of ballistic. 
That's awesome. And now when you say like, how did this happen? We look like we have anxiety on our face because we have no idea. We're like <laughs> tripping <laughs> out right now. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's rocked it's like our when world. someone thinks you're an expert and they ask you an expert question and you're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, come, I've become okay with It's in okay the title, man. It's in the title. We don't I'm know. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> No, I get that a lot too, because, you know, I've actually been in the scene quite a little longer. People assume like I'm a coder or things like that. It's like, no, I, I don't program at all. Right. Dude, you know? hold on. So I need to tell your audience though. Like when I watched, <laughs> when I was on YouTube trying to learn uh -huh. and I came across your video with Gary V, mm -hmm. like I was basically convinced you invented NFTs. Like that's how <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is he saying right now? Like that was the <laughs> longest 45 minutes of my life. And I was just like blown away. But I say That's this. Not a good implement. I say this because here you are. <laughs> like here you are, like light years ahead of us, right? In in like For the sure. NFT world. Right. And you think you don't know anything. And like we're now realizing that too. Like Heather and I could talk about certain things kind of comfortably, but to someone who's new, it's like it's like another language, like literally. So you got to look at it like a mall, like what are the entry points that people could get into this world? And I think that's just kind of what we wanted to do for ourselves. And it had to spill over into like a lot more mainstream society. And, mm -hmm. and that's why it's, it's fun. And that's why we're like, let's do this. But you ever struggle with man, like, like, what's the next noob question we should ask? Like, no, because like, we have a running million. out of questions. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I think it's, it's interesting because I feel like the audience is growing with us a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think my concern is, is I think we found like kind of the deeper implication of what we're doing. Yes, it's about NFTs, but also to, you know, we're really wanting to kind of redefine what it means to be a beginner at something. And, you know, the, the humility that it takes to own that you don't know something and ask a question. I think there's a lot of implications there that translates over into entrepreneurship and leadership and personal development altogether, which Rich and I are very passionate about. It's, I guess my, my concern isn't that, you know, coming up with a new question, it's, I want to make sure we stay true to that promise of that. We keep things is accessible to people, right. um, but also still valuable or we're growing with the audience. So it's, it's, I guess that's my main concern. We're only what still 20, 20 something episodes in. I yeah. mean, but I'm it's changed you know, drastically a year from already. Now, is it going to be changed the title to NFTs for experts? You know, because <laughs> have you I mean, met us? Like, <laughs> our team's already asking us that, which we're so lucky. Um, but, um, you know, like maybe it's season two and like we could always be like, go to season one. You got to go through season one first. Or else, if you try and just listen here at episode 100 something, you're going to be like, I have no idea. Well, and the like industry is changing so much too that what we is. said two months ago might not be relevant, probably mm -hmm. won't be relevant in a few months. So we're going to have to be constantly in this newbie state because we're totally. going to, it's going to I, shift. Yeah. I had that happen with one of my episodes where I was talking about Tezos to a guest and, or no, I was a guest on a show is what it was, I think. And they were asking about, you know, different ways to mint NFTs because, of course, ETH NFTs are super expensive uh, to mint. And so I was saying, well, a really great platform is Hicket Nunk on Tezos. <laughs> and I gave all this advice about how to get set up on that. And then it collapsed like two oh, days later. <laughs> right. And so out comes this episode. Right. Because it had been recorded. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, the episode's up. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Right. Damn. So here it changes that fast. Yeah, At right. least you didn't pronounce Ethereum as Ethereum the first four episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
and ha- now have thousands of people hearing that every single day. <laughs> At least that didn't just happen. overdub that one part. It'll just be like no Ethereum. Yeah, like Decline's voice or something like. That would be perfect. That would be funny. Do you ever do that though? Like there are episodes when I listen back, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I said that. Oh, it's painful. Like, don't even get me started. Like, no, give me a, get, I want to get you started. Give me one. Um, th- selling selling my V friend too early. Ooh. I thought that was such a great thing because, I mean, I'll I will own it. This is a newbie thing that I did, and it's mm-hmm. called now we know it's called paper hands. But um, <laughs> when Brian and I, my husband, we were you know we're so new into the space that we're just like. We saw it more as just like flipping opportunities, sure. kind of to Rich's well, point of like, you know, taking profits is okay. I mean, sure, but now looking back, um, <laughs> it, it was a huge mistake. So I mean, you know, and on the show, I'm like, oh, that was, you know, we flipped our V friend, we made forty thousand dollars, and then like three That's really good though, which is fantastic. Yeah. But three months later, it was like a hundred k. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And again i think that's a, the beginner mentality too that i've had to shift and i think the audience has heard you know at least for me like shift my philosophy with it of oh this is about making money as mm. opposed to this is like investing in bigger you know bigger promises big, bigger being a part of a community etc right. you know it Again, so th- we're we're left out naked in front of all these people. They know all the stupid <laughs> stuff we've done, all the mispronunciations, everything. Right. I like to yep. think of it as an opportunity for people to do what they want. If somebody wants to flip and just make money, and that's what they want to be, just the cold-hearted flipper, and that's what they want to do, good for you. Yep. Like, yep. and if you're a celebrity that wants to drop in and draw a stick man, and somebody loves it, great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people get you know upset when someone, like I think it was Ellen DeGeneres, came in with a stick person or whatever and everybody flipped out because it didn't take a whole lot of effort on her part right but it was true to who she is you know what i mean like yes she had the whole selfie thing and everything with it and i just thought it was funny that people get all up in arms when somebody does really well yeah well there's a it's funny there's a creator i know and a very 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 good creator with an amazing following on every platform really dedicated to helping creators become entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and, you know, like earn a living on their own and all this other stuff. He, they <laughs> do late now. Oh! Uh, they, they, they were, they were texting me. They called me randomly over the weekend. I was like, this person's big, but I had him on my podcast, but I didn't realize it was like that. So they're like, Hey, talk to me about V friends. They were asking me all kinds of questions that I was like, they know so unbelievably nothing, right? Like it's, it's so out of left field. But we started talking about it and like, hey, I'd like you to come on the podcast about it. And I'm like, cool, I can't wait. That'll be great. And I'm like, this is so good. This is good for me. This is good for NFTs for newbies. Yep. And then yesterday, our YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel manager uh, sent a, a, a little video of Gary Vee talking about how he made $246,000 sleeping last night because of the right. royalty switching around with his V friends. Mm-hmm. I sent this and I'm like, this is what you can look forward to potentially if you do this right, because this, this, this design and everything about this person is incredibly unique like Mm -hmm. top of the line unique worked with world famous brands and he goes like does that guy really need that much more money anyway and i couldn't believe i was hearing this and then the thing that took me over was and i'm I'm not like upset or anything weird like that but he goes "The, the art's awful i'm like dude it's so not about that 
Like no, it's not always yep. about that. It's yeah. it's not that, right? So like in that that's, case, that's, it's not about that. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, Gary V, whoever, like there's people like you who like are dedicated your lives to making like beautiful things, or at least what you perceive to be beautiful and you hope the public does too, right? But sometimes the notoriety of some of the people that are making these NFTs, like it's simple. And I don't think I don't think people should get, you know, uh, ambivalent about someone who made a fortune like you said like or, or or sold so quickly because of it it's like dude behind that stick figure is a whole fuckload of interviews and nash and you know national totally. television Come on. And failed yeah. shows you know yeah. what i'm saying so it's yep. tough to do that but that community if you're in it for the right reasons i think you will ground yourself and, and realize that yeah well i think in the case of gary v in particular I spoke with him. You listened to that episode, like you said, the one that felt like it go, went on forever. Um, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, okay, good. Thank you for that little caveat. Um, mm. he, he was reminiscing about his childhood. It was nostalgic. They were meant to be childlike doodles, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why you can't really critique them for being childlike yes. doodles. That's what they were designed to be. So... Anyone looking for it at first time and seeing what they were might go, oh, I could do that. Yes, it's true. You could, but you're not Gary Vee. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's something to that, right? So tell me about your uh, YouTube uh, ramping up experience, because that's something I'm curious about doing myself, but I'm a little bit afraid that it's a little bit too much work. <laughs> I don't it's like a lot of work. Hard. I don't like working too hard. <laughs> you know, Rich and I... <sighs> Oh, well, again, we're, we're just trying to figure out what's happening. It's like it's happening with or without us almost. And mm -hmm. we've had so many serious conversations of like, are we all in with this or are we not? Like, is this something that we're doing that's really cool that people like to listen to and it's pretty big? Or do we want to like actually risk some things and try with this? Mm -hmm. And we've had some really serious conversations because you know, we, we have businesses and we have families and this isn't like we're 22 can eat ramen and eat crap, you know, like we have to, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal to take care of your family. much time, a hundred percent. But we've, we've come to the conclusion that we're going to do everything because this is a, a moment that as content creators and business owners, you don't get a lot. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And so the YouTube channel and a lot of other things that we're trying and, and going to be introducing and stuff is just kind of a result of us saying, if this is popping, let's try and give everything that we have just so when we're looking back, we know we we gave it all. And so the mm -hmm. YouTube channel's been birthed from that. You want to share about how Scott and all that? Uh, I mean, I, I know a gentleman, he's our, our manager. We're actually partners on the channel uh, because we have very, very high aspirations and we, we truly believe something special is going to come of it. Um, but it's it's... I'm really a big fan of covering your bases. How do, how do you, how do people consume, right? Like when people say, you know, it's all about short form content, like bullshit. I just binge fucked the hell out of the, some Kevin Hart show on Netflix. Six hour Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's like, okay, but like people <laughs> consume differently. So sure. it's like, if we are winning on an audio medium and we can win hopefully on Twitter or TikTok or wherever, then like, I want to win on a search engine. Like mm -hmm. I, I really would love to win there because then that's another revenue stream. And as entrepreneurs, like that's fucking important. Huge. You know, it's like, a, I always think of a bar stool, right? Like I know a lot of people, I know two people, dude, in the last like two weeks who got fired and didn't even know it was coming. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
that was your income. Now you have to, now like, I can't even imagine, I would take this anxiety on how to get the next client any day over like, I need to find a job right now. Totally. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, so the point is like, I, we now know Heather and I, especially from this podcast and everything we did before it, what resiliency looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can we be those people who are like, I don't care if we get 50 views an episode for the first hundred videos, like we got to keep going. And, and that's, that's why we kind of brought on help um, mm-hmm. and someone who's seen it a million times. And that's who's what we want to do. Built, who's built YouTube channels and has an expertise there. And that's another thing too, I've learned through this process is um, I, I'm, I'm such a do it myself type person, like stubborn as hell, stubborn as hell. <laughs> and learning, learning the art and the craft of like defaulting and trusting somebody to their experience. And, right. and so it, it's been good for us. Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by D. Klein. You can find these at atomiczombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Coin Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at atomiczombies.io. So for listeners who are maybe dabbling in this themselves, like how do you recommend if they want, if say, say someone else is getting into podcasting or into YouTube or whatever, what did you find were your most effective strategies for like getting that, that word out there about your podcast about, and now about YouTube? I'll, I'll go real quick. Like I, I was on a podcast the other day and at the end, the co-host asked me the same thing. And I'm just like, um, like, I don't think there's anything I'm going to say that you haven't heard before. Right. There's like, no magic trick there's that not, you know man. that nobody like, else knows. Promoting on social rarely works. We barely did any of that. Now, now we're like committed. Mm-hmm. Um, but promoting on social, yeah, you know, whatever. You're paying um, a lot of money for not necessarily. Yeah, man. And I, I don't even know. I even, I even mean organically, like if you're going to put in the time, you know, even organically to like make some videos and put it out, like you got to be okay with that thing being taking an L often. But that subscriber velocity is a really big thing. And our friend Greg Clune has kind of taught me that like the more people that subscribe, that's far more important in my opinion. And what I'm okay. seeing at least analytically, um, than, than downloads per se and reviews. I used to think reviews were some like freaking magical thing that were going to make you amazing. Like no one really reads the reviews, man. Right. So there's that, but I, I think the number one thing, and Heather, I don't know if you were at this talk at podcast movement, but one guy said the, the, the magic words. He goes, is your podcast recommendable? Mm-hmm. And our podcast right now, I'm, I, I could say this and without arrogance is like, it's recommendable. I recommend people, you to any people yeah, who like, come and ask me for just basics. I say, listen to NFTs for newbies and then you. come listen to mine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, Cause that's... to start with mine is a little daunting for a lot of people. Honestly. Yeah. Sure. So that's sure. what I think. And, and to that would be the only thing I would add is really owning uh, a space that solves a very specific problem and Mm -hmm. not being afraid to uh, lean into what really you want to know the answer to. I think 
with with my leadership show and the mental health show and all of that stuff, I, I still love them and it, they have their place. But it's been hard to really narrow that into that recommendability point of where like that niche where people are looking for a specific yeah thing. yeah and i think with nfts for newbies i think the thing that kind of sets us apart is also the thing that makes me cringe and insecure a little bit about and i think that's what makes it pop a little bit because it's so vulnerable and real like i it right it, I, I own it, but there are times where I'm like, oh man, but the I feel two so of you dumb have in really this. good chemistry too, because the two yes. of you together make it. How would you say if it was just one of you on there saying, "Gee, I don't know how this works," you know, because <laughs> there are a lot of NFT <laughs> podcasts out there that are just a person talking. You know, that's I mean, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't that's have the true. same chemistry, right? And it's not as fun yeah. to listen to, right? Super. We're lucky super in that. Lucky. Yeah, man. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like I don't know what she's gonna say a lot of the time. I mean, like it's like I kind of do, but I don't. And then I'm um, very it, intelligent. Just, it makes for really good content. <laughs> well, I have to make this final one point though. I have a prospect call later for a podcast production. This person already has a podcast. She has three episodes out. She'll never listen to this, so it's fine. And it's called something like, something, it's something career centric. And it's like something about unicorns and, and, and the joy of work or something like that. Okay. And I listened to all three episodes this morning at the gym on like lightning speed. And it does, it talks nothing about career. She's a former mm -hmm. lawyer and she has lawyers on and they talk about socioeconomical issues, uh, socioeconomic issues. Mm -hmm. You will take a big fat fucking L on a podcast or any content you create if you put it out as this and it's not that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. if we that's that's why Heather's like really big. Like there's a, been a couple of times she's had to correct my ass, man, when we're like, no, this is about learning. We're not just going to have someone on to promote their project on our show. Right. Like we're supposed to teach and mm -hmm. we need to do it at this level. And I'm like, yep. it's the so. promise to the listener. What am I promising you? And every piece of content, every guest, every subject, we have to hold that up against our promise. Is this for a newbie? Is this educational? Is this going to be in 15 minutes? And that narrows it down really, really fast, which hurts our hearts because we're creatives in ADD, right? <laughs> you surely <laughs> but, must have, and I have this problem sometimes where I have trouble saying no to potential guests because I'm like, oh, they could be really interesting. Yes. Right. And yes. you end up having a calendar filled up and then people who still want to come on your show and you're yeah. like, eh, I don't know if this really fits. Right. How often yeah. does that happen to you? Well, that's where I think that I've, I've never had a co-host before, but I think I'm so grateful for the way we complement each other because I'm soft as hell. Like the, I, I, okay, I cannot, I will, <laughs> I will not hurt any kind of hurt anybody's feelings. Like all that stuff. And Rich is just super like on point with things and good at boundaries. And okay. so, um, that's where I appreciate you coming in because you're like, hell no, we ain't blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, my, my old podcast, I used to get that a lot. I, I was really lucky. I got to interview some huge, huge names and some people were like, okay, cool. Now I want to make sure I'm somewhere in this pipeline as well. And, yeah. you know, I would just say, I was like, uh, we're not taking guests right now. Like I got a long pipeline, like we're good. Like, or I was, I I'd even be very honest sometimes, um, you know, like radical candor, so to speak, and just be like, you know, I, I, I choose the guests. Um, you know, I don't really take suggestions, you know, like I, I like to choose who I have on uh -huh. and that's it, man. It'll make your life a lot easier, but dude, like, I, I will tell you this, the, the times in the beginning where I would say yes, just because disasters, disaster. <laughs> right. Disasters. And then you end up going, should we even put this out there? 
Yep, and I did, and they were fucking awful, awful, awful. Okay, I think okay. one one of the I don't I forgot who taught me this, but you know if you're bored, your audience is bored. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. really paying attention, even with your topic of your podcast, everything from the beginning, does this light me up? Because yeah. energetically, people feel that. And um, there's been so many times I put out episodes. I'm like, oh, that sucked. Well, the audience is gonna think it sucks too. Yes. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic of NFTs, though. Okay. Yes. In terms of where you're at on this path now, are you going to enter the creator side of it with NFT for newbies at any point? Is that a possibility? Wow. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was expecting you, could, you to be you more, very uh, soon. Time to more perfectly declined. You could not have timed it more perfectly. Yes. Very soon. Very oh, soon. And what, what do you have in mind if you can divulge? Oh, this is my Wag Me Miami shirt. Nice. Jealous. I know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Miami vibes. <laughs> Rich. Uh, what, what's the plan? Uh, I think she defaults. Is this to me like a? Is like this like sure. a? Is this a reveal right here? Is that what's happening? No, no, no. no. We're, we're... There's literally there's nothing there's nothing anywhere. But the idea <laughs> is there. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, we want to document the journey, right? Like, okay. like we're creators, right? So we want to really be like, here's us talking to a developer. Here's us getting ripped off by some fucking shithead on Fiverr. You know, like, <laughs> like whatever it is. Like, so we want to document it. And then obviously just like our podcasts have kind of elevated in, in the delivery and the material and the guests and all that kind of stuff. By the way, D. Klein is our number one interview, net number one downloaded interview on our podcast. Hey, what up? Um, but, um, you know, like, that's the fun part but here's heather's really big on this and heather's like we're not doing this because everyone's doing it go ahead (laughs) i I think i know what you're gonna say but this is what i was gonna add to that is we're everybody's doing like the traditional you know like artwork and stuff well we're not artists Mm -hmm. and we're not gary we don't have a brand and we don't have a brand where we could like throw out a worm and people are like oh you know what i mean so we're we're gonna take who you are and this is what i was saying to somebody who's a friend of mine who wants to get into nfts and he's like, I don't know what to do with this, this style. He has some um, motor uh, disabilities in his hand, in his drawing. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, well, take that and, you know, use that as part of what you do in your expression. Like, yes, yeah, right. Totally. As opposed to fighting what you aren't, take who you are and amplify that. And don't bother <sighs> about comparing yourself to other people. Right. right. And that, and that's why we're going to be exploring different types of media outside mm. of just art. Um, so okay. that, because what we are is we're creators in the media space. So sure. we we're coming up with a bunch of different ideas. We're kind of doing it a little bit unconventional at the beginning where it's not like we're going to make a collection and try to sell it. We're making NFTs with the intent of solely documenting it, like Rich said, for the educational purposes and not mm-hmm. worrying about whether we sell them or not. Um, so it's, it's, you know, maybe later on down the road, we'll actually think about like a collection or something, but right now we just want to learn. And I think newbies just want to learn too. So. so there'll be like little video clips or what do you have in mind? Oh, That's so many different things. We have like yeah. a list of crazy ass weird stuff. I mean, I really know this is copyright violations off the bat, but my dream is to teach Rich how to do the stanky leg and make that an NFT. <laughs> Probably, he's not I don't even board. know if you know what that is. Like it's a, a I don't decline, do the stanky but... leg. Do the stanky leg. <laughs> you do your leg. Dance. Like is this a TikTok I don't dance? understand. <laughs> I don't understand the utility in that. But um, yes, as Let's a beginner, be more one... popular down south. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it just, oh, don't it... want that. Here's Rich doing the thing. Like oh yeah, it looks like you have a caffeine $1? issue. Come on, come on. But point zero 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 one e. Laugh. Sure, sure. It made me laugh. Yeah. Wait till you see it. Yeah, man. I mean. 
it only makes sense uh, to answer your question. Like, yeah, man, like 100%. Like, it only makes sense. And uh, I, I think we were in a group chat the other day and uh, with our YouTube guy and we were, Scott, and we were saying something important to me. I don't know if you know Mr. Beast on YouTube, but mm -hmm. he's, he's, you know, like he's insane, but he gives back a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the type of wealth that I want to be able to accumulate is not insane, but mm -hmm. it is enough to do some really cool shit for other people. Like yep. that's when, you know, like you're in a really good place. So like, I think uh, some of the ideas we had were, were, you know, certain type of influencers or people that have influenced us or whatever, and having this kind of commitment to this charity or whatever, like that kind of thing and do rounds of that. But that already just thinking about it, like it feels really awesome. So yeah, man, we'll, we'll, it's a good we'll certainly update yeah. you. Yeah. I never actually revealed this. I'll reveal it now, but with my atomic zombies, we're donating 10% of all the revenues cool. to the Mona foundation. Have you heard of them? No. What's mm -hmm. that? The Mona Foundation, uh, it basically enables girls in developing countries who would not have access to school. It pays their tuition. So, Dude, you're you're like family, man. Okay, <laughs> I just had to do a dance. I had to do a dance. It's pretty yes. cool. So from the first round of sales, we're sending about 20 girls to school for a year. Hell yeah. Which is That's just, you know, it's a good feeling, right? To be able to make that yes. kind of difference in somebody's life. And it's really not a high cost because... You know, you can go a long way in a lot of those countries with a few hundred dollars. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. That's amazing, man. So like, it's that's, very, that's very it. Cool. Like, yeah. You just said. But I wouldn't have the opportunity to do that otherwise, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. to that scale. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. But uh, yeah, no, it's just stuff like that that you have these cool opportunities in the space that outside of the space, it's a lot harder to get that angle. It is. It is. And I think there's a lot of, um, I know on my end, I've experienced a lot of resistance from newbies um, mm. around all of it and, and kind of my, my stance on it. And I'm, I think Rich would agree is regardless of how scary it is or how much you don't know or whatever, it's like here to stay and something we've kind of got to figure out because right now I feel like it's a choice, you know what I mean? Like whether we engage with this world or not, but maybe I'm being too futuristic. I don't think we'll have that choice uh, in five, 10 years, maybe. I think this is going to be the way that we exchange things and the way that we operate and move. And so um, again, the education piece is really important, not only from a creator standpoint, but also as a consumer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The the byproducts of crypto, the NFT space, the metaverse, like it's, it doesn't matter if we choose wrong, right? Like and in, in terms of like, we're going all in on NFTs or something like that. Like it doesn't matter if we choose wrong because we're already have a lot of exposure early to some of these things that are going to matter. Hopefully NFTs obviously do stay for a very long time and continue to just build as a they form are, of but, them. will. yeah, but sure. I, I was thinking, um, I was literally sitting on the couch not long before this, just like chilling out before the podcast and I'm watching Seinfeld and I missed like five minutes of it because I'm thinking in my head of how so many people I know, including myself, like the value of their NFTs is dropping hardcore right now. And there's going to be a lot less activity. And I'm like, this is exactly when you're just like not doing anything. Like I am staying the course. Hodl. Like, and yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, hodl. Wait, hodl, hodl, ripper wheel. I say hodl, but I don't know. Am I, I wrong? On, on one of our episodes, I'm like, hodl, I'm not hodling shit. No, what is, <laughs> hodl's fine. Hodl's fine. You're saying it right. We just struggle with that word. Exactly. We we talking bad, hard, hard. You know the origins weed. of that actually? 
It was hold, hold being misspelled. Yeah, right? what happened is there was a guy on Reddit, and what happened was Bitcoin was like going up, rocket. And then it started crashing, 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 crashing. And he did a whole big rant on Reddit how about how I don't care what happens, I'm holding. But he yes. didn't say holding, he said hodling. He said, no matter what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hodl. Yes. Right. And so then that kind of everybody just picked up. On yeah, man. We need well, to find that guy. That is a podcast guest. <laughs> that would be a good podcast guest. I have no idea. That is that. right. This is the first. I, I'm so new. Like this whole thing is so new. But to me, this is the first wave. Right. Like, mm, trust yes. me, man. I, Still, I went all in on the first wave. But yeah. Yeah. Like for at least for me personally, I, I bought a bunch of, of mints on a bunch of things that were high profile and I like had good partnerships. And they're like, I'm like, whoa, like nothing is happening i'm like cool this is exactly what's supposed to happen just yep. shut up because it's going to be may next thing we know and it's going to be like you know a year mm -hmm. since v friends came out and all of a sudden you know who knows like but it's just going to happen and then that's going to happen the next year and the next year so just this is a, such good preparation for the long game so i'm just i'm committed yeah i remember a friend of mine in december 2017 when my bitcoin had gone up a bunch and he's like so are you gonna sell it and i'm like nope holding it I saw it. I said Titanic to the ocean or rocket to the moon. I don't care. I'm not selling it. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It all worked out. It's good. Jealous. Yeah, but good there you, was man. a period of time there where I'm like, eh, I probably should have sold it. <laughs> life is life is so weird. Like the karma of it and all that. Because I remember just even a couple years ago, I would get so annoyed with people talking about like. <laughs> cryptocurrency and all that and i'm like this is so lame this is so boring i don't want to hear anything about it and like look at this it's freaking 2021 and we have a show about it it's just like yeah, yeah. it's nuts well that was what was so amazing about this was my first in real life like person in person event was this miami decentral con and art basil was actually being there with all these people who were interested in this stuff because that's not in my life normally you know yeah. like my normal circles are not people interested in what was things. it like man just just tell us man like i, I think i would have freaked out and like went back to my room like a million times like okay this, i'll I, tell I'm you my most like surreal that. moment was walking around with ali sabbat and emily lazar <laughs> and just they're like yeah just come with us and it was just me my wife ali sabbat emily lazar and their little entourage of two or three people each damn and we're like, let's get in an Uber and we'll go to. Okay. Well, Emily Sorry, Lazar just... is a singer of September Morning. They've toured with like Skillet. They've toured with Marilyn uh, Manson. They've played. Like, oh wow! Oh damn! Rob okay. Zombie. Like. Yep. Yep. Okay. Rockstar. I do know that. She's a rock star. Yeah. And of course, Ali Sabat, many amazing artists. And uh, yeah, just hanging out with them and being like in this little group with them. Wow. And, you know, you go to like a VIP party and the bouncers would just step aside. You just walk past because wow. <laughs> I was like, these guys are really cool. They recognize them, of course, right? They didn't recognize wow. me. I'm sure of that. Wow. But uh, it's just a neat experience to be in those circles and be able to talk with people that, like, I've interviewed both of them on my podcast before. I've collaborated right. with with Sabbath on work before, but to meet in person was. How did you make those connections initially? Podcast. Really? Yep. I just call them up and say, "Hey, do you want to talk on my podcast?" and you know, you've had the same experience. It's amazing how willing people yeah. are to just be like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll share it with you. Well, we got hey, I got, we I got, got one out. last question because I know you guys do that pod deck thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like we kind of touched on it already. I hope you can come up with something that fits here because I was all ready for this. And now I feel like, I don't know if we can really use this. What it was, mm. was 
the biggest mistake you've since you've been in NFTs that you've learned from? What's the biggest mistake you've made that you've learned from? I'll go, man. Like I have people to pay. Um, I have a business to run. I have a family to feed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what day or week or month further along I am in an NFT world. Like I still am ready at a moment's notice to start clicking around and moving money around and try and do yeah. something because I think I'm going to miss out. And it's stupid. It's stupid, man. Like, like this is going to be around for a long time. We have no idea what's going to happen, but um, you know, I absolutely positively get him. And I don't mean to be like so serious, but like, Dude, I mean, my LinkedIn, not my LinkedIn, my IG and my Twitter is like full of crypto punk sells for, you know, 200 ETH. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a WhatsApp group where people are buying stuff left and right. And I'm just like, just put the freaking blinders on, dude. Like, don't go to OpenSea and don't go to see how much you got and don't try and convert this and don't try and borrow from here. Like, just stop. Mm -hmm. But that uh, that's the biggest thing I would say. And I know your audience is not necessarily newbies like us, but it is important to acknowledge the fact that even now, you know, in, in, in NFT years, like, you know, I have a lot more knowledge than I did, but I'm still susceptible to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Does I, it I kind actually... of feel like walking through a casino and seeing everybody else winning. Is that mm-hmm. the kind of feeling you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I will say. I'm, I'm not even just doing this uh, for exaggeration, but like, I am so proud that uh, I have yours, like one of your pieces of art, right? Like I'm supporting someone I'm who's so like really, really in one. it. It's not like this big fucking well-known project. No, you know what I mean? Like, sure, I'm just saying it's, it was real art. I started following you. I'm like, this dude is the, the real deal. So I'm looking at it and I'm sitting on it. And I'm like, cool. This is awesome. Like I would hang this up and my daughter loves it too. That's so awesome. It's really cool to just to think about that, that people do have that art on display in their homes. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty wild feeling. Heather's struggling. I know she mentioned the selling uh, the V friends earlier. I mean, I think that's that's the dumbest right? thing yeah. ever. Um, um, I, I, I this is a little bit more tactical, and I completely agree with what Rich said. I think that's the thing we always have to check ourselves on in general. Um, but it sounds really tactical, which I'm sure all of your listeners would know better. But I'm a newbie here. Was just <laughs> verifying that you're buying from a reliable source, and like, because I bought you know projects that I didn't check and make sure that it was a verified account, and I just did it really fast, and you know, lost a few hundred bucks, and a few hundred bucks is a few hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah, small things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think my biggest mistake it goes a little further back than NFTs. It goes to when I first learned about Bitcoin and I was fascinated by it, but I was too afraid to do anything about it. And I learned about it in 2014 when it was about $100 or something like that or $400. And I was too afraid to to buy it or to try it and to to encounter that, to take on that Mm. risk. And I think now the thing I've learned, not necessarily monetary risk, but instead of just shutting down opportunities, I just go, huh, maybe I'll try that, right? Like this willingness mm. to try it has changed where I'll try things and if they fail, fine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to not trying it because it might fail. Yes. That's good. I, <laughs> I agree. It's so funny. And I think that's what's great about NFTs is there's so many opportunities. Like you talk about your NFTs and you're kind of humming and hawing about what you're going to do. I mean, if you wanted advice, I would say, Pick something you think might work and just try it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, that's now, great. Uh, having said that, you know, maybe year, year, uh, months later, you'll go, oh, we should have done this or this. Well, there's nothing stopping you from. Amen. 
yep. doing something differently. Action yep. creates clarity. That's my favorite quote in the world because you don't know what to do. If you do something, you'll figure it out, period. Yeah, just, just, and the whole, the, the whole thing is blockchain. All of it is improvising anyway, right? Like even yep. Vitalik Buterin, when he's talking about Ethereum, they're still improvising too. You know, they're mm -hmm. like, well, maybe this will work. Or maybe this will work. Well, we could try this, right? Yeah, that's why like there was a conversation a, a couple of days ago where some people were just like kind of bashing like creators in general. And I, I understand that there are some people out there who are using the system and not doing things the right way. But I think more than not, there are people who are just trying to figure it out. <laughs> and yeah. at least they're putting stuff out into the world and trying. And, and the truth is, nobody really knows what this is going to be and how it's going to play out long-term and people are just doing the freaking best that they can for the most part. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just acknowledging that people who are at least making, you know, um, are freaking doing something, like you said, taking an advantage of this moment. Yeah. I mean, it means putting yourself in a vulnerable position where you're very publicly trying something and maybe failing. Like for example, with Gary V, when he started those V friends, people don't recognize this now but at the time that was a huge risk on his part like when he, yeah. when he was doing that he was promoting it on all kinds of podcasts including mine right and mm -hmm. very publicly taking a huge risk of coming up with something that was going to flop like you, there's no way to know like you look at how many projects there are now okay there weren't quite that many then but there were still plenty where he could have put in a lot of effort had this out there he had even some technical issues for a couple of days that people mm -hmm. were kind of on mm -hmm. him about and he was getting mm -hmm. dumped on for that right and who knows he could have launched it and it could have been a miserable failure and then it would have been everyone publicly seeing look gary v did this thing and it failed yep. haha ha, right because yep. that's people's response to people who sure. are successful already right so he took a big risk doing that yeah yeah i mean if you don't have the stomach for it this is the wrong place but apparently we do and you uh gotta, you gotta build up your tolerance to risk here we it. are man <laughs> Right on. Well, hey, I thank you for both joining me. It was really fun oh, visiting thank with you. you. Thank you. And kind of just talking about things in a little bit more, you know, casual manner. I, I do like great. the efficiency of your show, though. Just the 15 minutes, boom. Like, it's like, okay, focus on this. Done. We are ADD. Like, we're not playing with you when we say that. We really are. So there has to be perimeters because Rich and I will go off the rails and nobody wants to go there with us. Trust me. Right, right, right. Do yeah. you have to pare down a lot in your episodes? Do you have to edit a lot? No. Like, no. the timer's going, man. And we're like, we, we know. So no. Like, uh, yours, for example, if it's like, this is literally a testament to you. Like if it's going like awesome, like we're going 30 and we're going to do a two-parter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like no problem. Like we could live with that and, and we could even switch subjects halfway through, but otherwise, no, man, like we're, like she said, like we're super big on the uh, listener promise and that's not only the education, but it's being concise and the amount of DMS where people are just like, dude, I just listened to 12 straight. I'm like, yes like <laughs> fuck yes you know like you wouldn't have done that if it was 43 minutes so yeah. i'm glad like we just well and i'm like, grateful to you too i've had a lot of people reach out to me because of your show that have asked questions cool. so yeah cool. yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah so just last question i always ask people what what are you looking forward to in the next little while here what's what's in your radar obviously you've got the nft concept but uh a million downloads um we have a goal we have a date for that I know that's ah. podcast related and NFT related, but um, we're now starting to just, dude, I'm just telling you, man, like we're now at a place as creators and entrepreneurs where we're like, we are swinging for the fences. Like we will not, we will not like 
you know, make any qualms about this opportunity and reduce it to what it can't be instead of being like, what the hell can this be? Exactly. So that's, that's where we're at. Right on. I'm excited about learning how to be a creator in this space. I think it's going to really push Rich and I a lot mm -hmm. and we're going to fumble and fall. And I think it's going to be super valuable for our listeners. And I think as creatives, it's going to really stretch us of what we think we're good at and what we know and uh, put us in our place. And we're going to hopefully come out better on the other side of it. That's awesome. Well, hey, again, best of luck to you. And thank you so much for thank joining you. me. That's cool. It's fun. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.